The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes... It's to give you insight into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'd like just to let you know that at this moment in time, I am bi-locating as I am hosting my own show here on Voice America and I am a guest of Cyrilla Gallagher on World Puja at the same time. Pretty, pretty clever stuff. <laughs> and my guest today knows all about bi-location and many, many other phenomena. I'm so pleased and delighted to welcome James Gilliland to the show from the Eseti Ranch in southern Washington State. James, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. And I know that you host your own radio show, so it's great that we can get together and be hosts and guests and, and, and mix it up a little bit. Oh, I love it. I love to do other shows even more so than my own shows. <laughs> well, I really want to spend our time today talking about... Uh, what is happening at a SETI ranch and, and what your in understanding of it is and, and where we are in our spiritual uh, development right now. But before we do, I, I'm always just interested in how people's uh, conscious path opened up for them. And I know that you had a, a near-death experience. So tell us something about that. Yes. Yeah, so the, uh, you know, what happened is I noticed the near-death experience really brought me back to what I already knew as a child and that we have that kind of beat out of us through social consciousness and the programming and trying, you know, to gain acceptance and approval in, in the world in which we live. But uh, I had all kinds of experience happen to me as a, as a kid, and even I had a near-death experience there where I had bronchial pneumonia, and uh, they told my parents I wouldn't be, you know, making it through the night, and a woman all dressed in blue would appear to me and stroke my head, and, and the last time she appeared, she gave me a white substance like similar to ice cream but it wasn't cold and told me to eat it and I did and I was never sick after that I, I didn't miss a day of school after that but that was after five years old but the uh, the second have you been able to re, uh, rediscover the the cream the elixir oh, yeah yeah I, I think I have a good idea what it is but uh, oh, do you? Okay. I know some, some biophysicists that are very close to doing something similar ah. but but the uh, uh, what happened was I had another one uh, after I'd made my mark in society. I was in commercial real estate. I had my own office. Uh, I had people working for me. You know, I had the brand new 280Z, and the you know we had the trucks and the boats and the big house and everything. And and then I had a drowning, and 
I, then I had a real wake-up call. Then, you know, I came back ultra-sensitive with the door wide open and I couldn't function in the world I was in before. It just meant nothing to me. So I I had this big awakening that everything I owned actually owned me and everything I was doing was to gain acceptance and approval outside of myself. And, and you know, the big aha came that, wait a second, you know, you need to start going within and... uh when I went within, I didn't need all the other things, you know, all the other accessories, you might say. And what uh, what what did you uh, bring as gifts in in terms of this going within? What 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 doorways opened up for you? Well, what happened in the near death experience? We were raised in a small desert town, and there was only one school there, and it was the Catholic school. And even though we weren't Catholics, we were kind of indoctrinated into that program. And so when I crossed over, I ended this, entered into this golden plane of bliss where I was still unique, yet one with this greater consciousness that surrounded me. And I was more in a light body, like a golden light body, you might say. And uh, I had a conversation with this, this higher consciousness and energy that was surrounding me. And it was the most loving, joyous, blissful, secure energy you could imagine. There's no words for it. But uh, after that experience... The first thing I said was, how can I stay? And the voice came back to me and said, I never told one of my children when to come or go. That's free will. And I go, wait a second, this isn't the program I was taught, you know, in church or at at (laughs) school, you know. So I I said, well, how can I earn the right to stay? And it came back to me and said, you cannot earn what is given freely and unconditionally. And And so this is just turning my whole program upside down. And most of us kind of burned away anyway in the death experience. And then I... The, the last thing I asked was, how can I serve, uh, you know, and uh, I was just held in this just, they call it the cradle of God or just this pure blissful state for a long time. And then finally the answer came back to me and says, what do you want to do? What brings you joy? And, you know, I thought about it and I said, I want to come back to earth and teach people about the true nature of source, you know, of God, what it is. It's not this little old man with the laptop, you know keeping tabs on everybody it's just it's so far beyond that it doesn't even have an ego to to judge it's just pure bliss and love and joy and and so uh the last things i heard were as you wish and i was back in the body and uh, uh but that was so my experience having that image to hold on to and that firsthand experience and kind of an open door to that energy has allowed me to work with others and activate others and help others in their awakening and healing process by transferring that energy to others and help them heal very quickly and gracefully. So your wish is being fulfilled then? Yes, and it, you know it's gone far beyond that. It's, it's what's interesting is that, uh, like here at the ranch, I my idea of what I was doing was, you know, I was going to create a healing center and, and uh, awakening healing center and bring in the best process-oriented therapies I could find. And, you know, I realized that's what keeps people from their joy is their old wounds and traumas and wrong conclusions from past experiences, you know, including past lives that they're still carrying around often. So by clearing those out, people can reconnect with that loving, joyous, blissful God within and, and things happen. That's when miracles happen. And spontaneous healings happen and things of that nature. So so basically that was my program here, but what I found out is it expanded much further beyond the program that I had into a much, you know, a greater program. 
So let's talk about about that. What what happens at the ranch, and and perhaps even how that developed in terms of the the UFO phenomena that you now uh, you have happening so frequently there. How did that all begin at the ranch? Well, it began probably. I've been here about twenty five years, and so I, it was probably around thirteen years ago now. You know, twelve or thirteen years, right? Kind of in the middle of being here. Uh, you know, I was doing very you know, intense meditation practices and, and yoga and some Tibetan practices that I knew and, uh, you know, helping, doing a lot of counseling work and things of that nature. And and one day I was doing an all-day meditation and, uh, you know, a lot of people do these dark retreats and things of that nature. And, and, you know, all of a sudden I started hearing this voice inside of me talking to me. And I felt just this extreme love and bliss coming from this, consciousness that there's a telepathic communication going on and i asked them uh you know where are you from and i thought they're from like at least fifth dimension or sixth dimension and they told me they said we're we're coming from the fifth and sixth dimension you know our groups that we're working with and i go well, that's nice and, they, and then they told me they go well, actually we're coming from a ship <laughs> and and that was when i lost it i I figure I've totally lost it. My imagination is run amok. Um, I'm quitting. I'm shutting down. I'm going out and plant some trees and and get grounded again. And I, I didn't even make it to the front door, and my sister and, and a couple of their friends came up banging on the door. And they said, did you see it? Did you see it? And I said, see what? And, they, and there was this beautiful light ship hovering right over the ranch, you know, right, right over the house where I was meditating in. So, So I had to start... Uh, combining the two and realizing that, you know, basically it's not just, uh, you know, gods, devils, and angels, you know, and people playing harps or burning in hell, you know, that there's much more to the story. And uh, and so I started exploring what they call the many mansions of, of God, you know, and, and uh, there are all these other planes and dimensions and beings on them, and there's just as much life on those dimensions as there is on this third dimension. And, you know, and all the physicists know there's at least 11 dimensions out there. So, you know, it's a, a vast, vast multiverse that we live in. And, and just this universe we're in right now, uh, this 3D world that we're in right now, basically, you know, has, what, 200 billion suns out there with planets revolving around them uh, in this galaxy, this little Milky Way galaxy we're in. And then you add that to the 500 billion galaxies that they've found, and then you add the other dimensions on to that. It's the numbers are beyond imagination that the potential for life out there. So it's it's so vast. But you know, if we do run around thinking we're a body and a personality, that's pretty much all we experience. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We're, we're coming up to our first break, uh, James. Time right. flying by, but I do really want us to uh, talk a little bit about the activity that you experience uh, around the ranch with the the different UFO and the nature of the different types that, that show up mm-hmm. and and uh, the connection that you that you have with them and exactly uh, what information you are gleaning from them so um, I'm sure everybody will stay tuned with great interest um, as we unfold the story of the Aseti Ranch sounds great this is Peter Tong for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network.
we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. What would you do if you came across a technology so profound that you move to balance within minutes of application and from that balance the body heals itself? We have the research, the testimonials, world-class health practitioners, and we conduct free demonstrations throughout North America and the world. Sound too good to be true? Click on the Amized Fusion Technology banner and find out for yourself and join us in a self-care revolution. you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscience Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I just want to thank my uh, sponsors for the show, uh, Business Associates from Omega Global, um, you can listen to all of the information about Omega Global products from the show that I did with Sam Adams on September the 15th, uh, and or you can just click on the banner on my host page to learn about all about uh, Omega Global. I'm delighted to have with me today James Gilliland, and we are talking about his experiences at the Assetti Ranch in southern Washington state. And, and James, I'd just love uh, for you to tell us a little bit more now about the actual nature of the of the UFO craft that show up and, and how it works at the ranch. Well, actually, it's a real diverse group that's appearing here, and uh, it, it's it's quite interesting when you get into the phenomenon because there's there's uh, if you get it back into the Vedic scriptures, the ancient scriptures, they talk about the different types. Of, of craft and the, the Vimanas or the chariots of the gods and 
some of them are, are metal. They're actually physical. Uh, some of the crafts are actually uh, pure energy. They're like condensed energy. Uh, some ships are light ships. They're magnetized light ships. And some ships are pure consciousness. And uh, they're like Merkabahs. And each level of these ships have beings that resonate at that level. So just as we are a multidimensional being existing on a vibrational continuum, these ships also exist on this vibrational continuum. And there's beings that exist on these ships that are also uh, that correspond to the physics of that dimension, you might say. So what actually, uh, tell me what actually happens at the ranch. I mean, are, are you out viewing uh, for ships every night? Pretty much. Uh, we see, you know, at least one or two every night, but some nights we'll see 50 to 100, and, you know, it's, it's crazy. We so, see so many different types, and, you know, some of the ships we have photographs are physical. We have, you know, the nuts and bolts are for those groups, you know, that, but uh, the more interesting ones, I think, are the, the multidimensional ones that are coming in, uh, the light ships that we see. And they're uh, just enormous. And we have, you know, giant, giant triangle ships. They're just massive. They're coming in from the Andromeda system. You know, they're Andromedans on them. And uh, the, we have uh, these giant golden ships that are, that are the Orion Council of Light. Some of them look like aircraft carriers. They're that big. They're just massive. And uh, we have cylinder ships, uh, ships that are uh, uh, just your basic disc-type ships that are... are have a huge light around them, and some, it's interesting, they come in every color. We have pink ones, green ones, blue ones, purple ones, I mean, every color you can imagine, so there's such an array of things flying overhead here. It, it's like a portal or an interdimensional gate or something, and they, they come through, and then right across from us to the north is Mount Adams, which has a long history of UFO activity. And there's actually a door that opens there, and the ships come out of the mountain. So we have that on film as well. And so just, just hold it for a second there. So Mount Adams is your local mountain, which is just a, a few miles away. Yeah. And, and so this is one of the actual portal sites. So you, you have film of craft actually emerging from a portal doorway in the mountain. Exactly. And, and some of these crafts are, crafts are, are multidimensional. They... Uh, you can see when they come out, they have these rotating fields around them, and they're just pure energy. And we have footage of the door opening and actually a being coming out of the door, and it looks like his upper torso walking towards us. And we did some calculations on that, and he looks like he's about 300 feet tall, like a 300-foot-tall light being coming out of the mountain. And we're getting this with infrared equipment, not just regular cameras, but we have uh, some, some wonderful technology here that lets us see into the other dimensions and, and experience it. So we're getting into some really interesting areas here. So in terms of the portals, and not only does it have to be a portal, but there also, it also has to be open for mm -hmm. access to take place. Have you been given any information uh, as to how that works and, and, and how that connects through to the inside of the mountain? You know, pretty much what they've been showing me is that they have a way of disassociating matter and uh, raising its frequency to where it becomes either energy or light, and then, uh, you know, they just kind of swirl it open, I guess, uh, with some kind of technology, and the, and the door opens, and then it goes back, and it goes back to just a big lava face, like there's nothing there. Uh, and, and what is the actual um, connection to the the inner workings of the mountain itself. Are you familiar with what that 
what that's about? Yes, the, the Native Americans in their lore, they talk about these extremely advanced beings that used to come up and teach them uh, spiritual practices, healing practices, and they used to take their sick or their wounded up to this door. They would take them into the inter- interior and they would come back out, you know, in a very short time with a broken leg and go in and be mended. So uh, they had some extreme healing technologies there and a very advanced race, and they talk about a crystalline city on the interior. So um, that's part of the history. Uh, uh, Dr. Jalen Hynek, uh, Greg Long, David Akers, Bill Vogel, some very old uh, people in the system, you know, the, the, the old guard, you might say, were all doing some extensive research in the area, and they've had their experiences. And, and uh, Kenneth Arnold actually... Uh, coined the word flying saucers. He lost sight of them when they descended on the western slopes of Mount Adams. And so Mount Adams uh, would be similar to other similar mountains like Mount Shasta, for example. It it almost looks identical. When you see a picture of Mount Adams and Shasta, they look like the same mountain. So there are certain qualities that these mountains have that obviously have, have, have created this opportunity. Yeah, I've seen I've seen mountains that are very rounded off. It's like they don't go off for thousands of years. Be, and but a lot of the mountains that are very tall and and jagged, you know, they're very uh, uh, it, those erupt quite often. And you'll get kind of some low level stuff going around those mountains. But the the really ancient mountains that that are seem to have been around for a long time have a lot of activity around them. Now, you passed over very quickly a couple of things I want to come back to uh, when you talked about the triangular ship yeah. and, the, and the golden uh, shining light ships, that these were connections from the Andromeda Galaxy and from the Orion Council. Mm-hmm. So you, you get direct telepathic information from the ships as, as to what their connection is? Yes, actually, they take me on the ships. And, oh, so, okay. and some of the ships are, are physical. I've actually been on a physical ship just once. And uh, the other ships are non-physical, and they actually take you out of body and, and on the ship and, and talk with you. And, you know, a lot of people are having this experience, but very few people can bring that experience back here into the physical because when they come through the veils, they lose it. They lose the memories of these events. And, and because of the near-death experience, uh, I just come right straight back with very clear uh, memories of everything that happened. So you're one of the fortunate ones who had a near-death experience. <laughs> so you, you have that channel kept open for you when, you when you cross over that boundary that most of us get closed off when we return. Yes, that's, that's, uh, I, I don't know if it's fortunate or not. I have mixed emotions <laughs> well, like about that. I said that in, uh, tongue-in-cheek, as it were. Yeah, you become an alien, basically, when this happens because there's not very many reference points or people that can understand the experience. Sure, yeah. So, so what what are the, the 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 beings from these different star systems and galaxies? What what is their role in in being here at this time? You know, a lot of them are our ancestors, and uh, some of them have uh, unfinished business here. They they uh, especially with the Palladians, they're the ones that started the Atlantean and Lemurian colonies, and you know we know where that went. So they they have almost like a karmic tie to help come back and reset that. You know to get things back on track, and they're, they're the main ones coming in now. It's almost like there's been a changing of the guard, and they're coming in now, and some of the other ones that have created a lot of problems here on the planet are being ushered out. 
And well, let's so, just talk about that for a minute. That's that's good to hear because there's obviously been a lot of fear around mm -hmm. uh, UFO and abductions and so on. So what would you say about the, those energies? And you say they're being ushered out. Just talk about that a little bit. Well, the way I understand it is that there are, you know, throughout our history, there's been all kinds of engagements, even goes back to biblical times. And, uh, you know, you read about Ezekiel in the Bible, and they, they talk about a, a craft coming out of the firmament, a shiny disc that has bronze feet like a calves, uh, have fire brimstone coming out from underneath it. When it lands, it sounds like a thousand rushing rivers. You know, and out, outside of this, this craft comes uh, cherubim with wheels within wheels with flashing lights all around them. And the story goes on, but that was an encounter, basically, and there's many encounters like that throughout all the ancient scriptures that talk about these encounters. And some, some were, were positive, some were benevolent, some were not so benevolent. So there are uh, low-level contacts going on, and there are beings that are on, uh, I would say, less in the lower astral levels that they talk about the archons and things like that you need to avoid. And then there are beings that are just like us, and then there's beings that are extremely advanced, and that's where I like to hang out with is the extremely spiritually and technologically advanced beings. I couldn't agree more with you. <laughs> yeah. So how do you make sure that you do that? That's a huge question. Well, with me, I, I received extensive training in healing unseen negative influences, and that's one of the things we do here. And so before we do anything, even before we meditate or do any kind of spiritual work at all or opening up, counseling, anything, we clear the energy. And we make sure we only have beings, you know, like fifth-dimensional beings on up to help, you know, with the process. So that's, that's basically what, what we do to make sure. And, and, you know, the main thing is people need to trust their own inner sensitivity. If I always say if you don't like what you're feeling, do a healing, you know, do a clearing. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, and we have main teachers and guides. We have great masters waiting to assist us, but we have to initiate it. We have to, you know, learn how to walk on our own here and, and not, you know, create an immense babysitting job for these beings. Right. So where does the fourth dimension fit into all of this from your experience? You know, my experience, the fourth dimension, uh, it's almost like the mental planes where anything goes, and uh, you start creating realities instantly there. And so you can have anything from the lower the lower level stuff is is you know it can be even demonic or pretty hideous to mid level is everyday people on it and then on the higher astral level you'll have guides and teachers and people to assist but I noticed that a lot of the guides and teachers in the fourth dimension on the higher levels haven't transcended you know the religious or cultural boundaries and, and they're still running a program that's keeping them trapped. You know, they're still running a separation program. That keeps James, we're just coming up to our second break, but this is a really important point. Okay. Let's return to it quickly after the break. Great. Uh, it's a fascinating discussion. Thank you so much. Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Back in a couple of minutes. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, 
It's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! try it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. What would you do if you came across a technology so profound that you move to balance within minutes of application, and from that balance, the body heals itself? We have the research, the testimonials, world-class health practitioners, and we conduct free demonstrations throughout North America and the world. Sound too good to be true? Click on the Amized Fusion Technology banner and find out for yourself and join us in a self-care revolution. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. And I'm just enjoying today's show so much. I just want to remind you that uh, you can go to my website, www.petertongue.com, uh, or to www.myheartcenteredjourney.com to join the Ambassador of Light program. A number of people have asked me what they should be doing this weekend on the 10-10-10, and I've just put out my uh, newsletter for October, and I've given uh, some things you may want to consider doing in terms of your own ceremony or your own uh, inner work on uh, on the ten 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 next Sunday. So please do go to my website, check out the newsletter, or sign up for the newsletter um, on the website. 
So I want to return now to uh, James Gilliland. We're having an absolutely fascinating discussion. And James, just before the break, you were talking, I asked you the question about the fourth dimension, and you were coming to, I think, a really important point about the upper fourth dimensional realm. So if you can just finish that off, that would be great. All right. Yeah, there's, on the the, the uh, fourth dimension, it, it gets pretty interesting. On the upper dimension, what happens is that people are still stuck on the wheel of death and rebirth because they haven't transcended uh, some form of cultural or, or religious belief that keeps them separate. So uh, when you get into the fifth dimension, those beings are in pure unity consciousness. They see the Creator in all creation. They've transcended all cultural and religious beliefs, and they're in pure service mode, and they're just here to awaken the God within the individual. That's their whole program, and that's the beings that we, we work with, and that does tie into the, ex, the, you know, the extraterrestrial realms as well. And so the beings um, that, that you connect with and, and, and uh, are sort of resonating with are from the fifth dimension and above? Yes, the greater majority of them all pretty much are. That's where we're resonating uh, to. And uh, what I find out is those are the ones that, that have transcended all of the things that we're dealing with here, and they, they've already gone through all that, and they're the ones that can be most helpful. And I know that you you have your own personal close connection uh, with a being or an energy uh, called Kazekiel. Yes. Uh, just just uh, tell us about Kazekiel a little bit. Um, Kazekiel, what the Andromedans and the other uh, higher beings, uh, which are mythologically known as archangels, actually, but they they have these, you know, uh, I should explain a little more. They have these magnetized light bodies, and they have huge energy fields coming out from behind them that look like wings, but it's actually energy bands, like, like a magnet. They're bands of energy. But the, uh, uh, they call Ezekiel the god of eternal bliss. And what happened, Ezekiel uh, actually soul merged with a feminine energy by the name of Cassia, and they merged, and they went up into that plane of bliss, or what some people call the god self-love, like god beings, fully realized god beings. And there's another energy, intelligence beyond that that created them. So, so they're not the God, you know, <laughs> they're, they're a God. And, uh, you know, Elohim has always been plural. And so when they talk about the Elohim, they're talking about the gods. You know, it's not just one God. But uh, that is the one that I met on the other side when I went into the plane of bliss. I had a couple white light experiences after that. And one of the experiences I was, you know, dealing with everyday problems, relationship problems, financial problems, and things of that nature, and just wondering how I'm going to get by here. And and the next thing you know, I, I, I'm out of my body, and I'm going out into the universe, and I'm going, I'm, the earth is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and finally it becomes a pinhead. And I'm looking back at the earth, and then Kazekiel told me, he said, this is who you are, and there are your problems, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I, I realize we misidentify all the time with this body and this personality and all the challenges here on Earth rather than identify with the God within, which is so vast that it can overcome any of these problems in just the thought, you know. So that's that's basically where we need to go. And, and I, I read somewhere, I think, on your website that there's a crystal city associated with the Kazekiel. 
So what happened here was quite interesting. We had uh, a Japanese monk here by the name of Khan who does like 21-day dark retreats and things in a cave, lives in a cave a lot, and uh, wonderful monk, you know, uh, just beautiful energy. He, he, when Kaziko comes to him, he just laughs and laughs, and he's a very big man. Uh, he's like this big tower of joy when he comes. But uh, he sees things. He sees the other realms very clearly. And he was out in the field, and the first thing that appeared to him was Kuan Yin. And she actually manifested out of all of these light spheres, came together, and she's standing right in front of him, and he takes his cell phone out and takes a picture of her. <laughs> and he has a picture of her manifesting the three stages where she came in and manifested right in front of him. And then uh, that, that was quite interesting, and then he got some other pictures, and I said, can you go meditate on Kazekiel? Because he comes as just a pure golden ball of light, and I shouldn't even say he, because it's more of a he, she, or, or it's combined energy. But uh, uh, it comes as this giant golden ball of light. And so he went out there, and he was meditating on Kazekiel, and it appeared to him, and he took a picture of this huge golden ball of light with wings, look like energy wings, and appeared to him, and he got a photograph of it. But you look behind this huge ball of light, and there's this crystalline city in the background. And I showed the picture to Michal Ledwith, who used to be an advisor to the Pope, and he said, that looks like the Dome of the Rock in the background, like an ancient crystal city or something. And it's like a whole dimension was opened up. And, and we've had that happen when, he, when that energy comes in. We actually move into a different dimension, and we miss, we can go into this further, we miss a lot of the earthquakes and things that happened even at ground zero because we're in a different frequency. Wow. That's, that's phenomenal. Now, you, you've had other apparitions show up as well, haven't you? We have. We've had, uh, you know, Baba G's appeared here. Uh, we've had some great photographs of Mary. Uh, she appeared to him twice, and he was in one of the teacher's training classes I was teaching, and uh, we felt Mary's energy come in, and I told everybody, I said, you know, this beautiful divine feminine energy is coming in and, and she's a universal being she doesn't nobody owns her she's not a owned by any one religion but she came in and uh, you know everybody was sighing and just like felt the energy and having great heart openings and everything and and you know he's in the back and he just goes oh like this and he grabs his, his you know camera and takes a shot and this time he has a camera now because somebody saw the other pictures and they actually gave him a camera and so he took a shot of her and just got a beautiful picture of Mary appearing uh, over the group. And it's on our, all these pictures are on the website at, at eSETI.org if you want to see them. And no, uh, I, strongly, I strongly advise the listeners to go to the website. There's some phenomenal photographs and video footage of, of all of these events. I just wanted to make a comment, my, um, James, that um, there are people listening to the show uh, about UFOs and, and, mm -hmm. and craft and so on. And, and our talk has been essentially about... Uh, spirituality and the masters and higher frequencies and vibrations, which may be a bit of a surprise for some listeners. So what would you say about that? You know, that's one of the sad things about the UFO community is that it's so fractured and competitive, and, and they, they each seem to think they have the whole truth, and, and, uh, and they have a piece of the pie, and they don't know how to get together and, you know, combine their information and work together and cooperate to bring out this information because, you know, there, there's so many levels to this experience 
and most of them are very threatened by the higher consciousness and energy of the higher dimensional levels of it. They, they don't even want to go there. They're trying to say it's unscientific, even though science does tell us that these levels do exist and uh, these dimensions are real. But, uh, you know, it's just having a little bit of knowledge and thinking you're an authority when you haven't had the experience. And, you know, we have a lot of people come here with PhDs, you know, and, and they try to, you know, push <clears throat> excuse me, their authority card. And I tell them, I said, oh, really, do they teach UFOs in college? You know, and they look at me kind of funny, you know. Yeah. And I said, you know, I said, have you ever had seen a ship? And they said, no. And I said, do you know anything about the beings on them, their culture, their drive systems, or, or anything? And they, they go, no. And I said, well, why? how does that help you here? You know, how does that Ph.D. help you in this experience? You know, why does this make you, you know, an expert? And they usually get a little upset, and I go, if you want to know, then come and listen, but don't think you already know, and you come with your cup full, because you won't, you won't understand the experience. But yeah, there's a lot of jealousy on having this information, and the one thing they can't argue with is that we deliver. You know, we deliver the ships. Uh, they come on regular uh, basis. They come exactly when and where we say they're coming, uh, Paranormal State was here, and the ships came in exactly when and where we said they would come. They had their cameras ready, and they got the pictures. Uh, Fox News came here. ABC came here. They've all come here, and they've seen the ships. And, and Danny Dyer just came here from the U.K. and traveled all over the world, you know, to experience UFOs. And he came here, and he experienced them firsthand and said he was on UFO overload. But what's amazing, even though we have all of this information and we're manifesting the ships for everybody to see, uh, the UFO community is very threatened by this, and, and we're probably one of the most censored uh, UFO hotspots on the planet because of this. And so the manifestation of these ships, then, you can intentionally co-create with uh, the beings to, to, to show up when you want them to? You know, pretty much it's not uh, so much my want. I can invite them. Yeah, and sure. most most of the times they cooperate, but a lot of people want me to summon a ship on cue, and I, I go, it doesn't work that way. You know, yeah. you, you invite these beings, and if they're not busy and they're not doing some other real important work, they'll, they'll come and they'll make an appearance. And sometimes they tell me telepathically ahead of time when they're going to come, and they do show up, you know, but uh, uh, sometimes they're off working on other major projects, and, and they just they don't have time for dazzle duty, you know, to... Uh, help our little egos, you know, open up. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and how does it work telepathically for you? How do you get that information? Well, basically because of the, uh, you know, the long spiritual practice I've been doing, and, and it happens with other people, too, that are here. Uh, there's so many people that come here that have this uh, automatic, it's almost automatic, and you just set your intention on them, and they start, you know, talking to you, basically. James, we're coming up to our final break, right. and when we return, I'm going to ask you to talk about what you know about the current changes uh, that are upon us, which will be fascinating. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. 
do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. What would you do if you came across a technology so profound that you move to balance within minutes of application and from that balance the body heals itself? We have the research, the testimonials, world-class health practitioners, and we conduct free demonstrations throughout North America and the world. Sound too good to be true? Click on the Amized Fusion Technology banner and find out for yourself and join us in a self-care revolution. There is a lot more going on in religion and government than what high-ranking officials are telling you. The Bible uncovers the truth, prophecies, and a world of opportunities. Get the answers you need when you tune into the program To the Stars and Beyond with your hosts Michael List and Adam Hong. We'll explore the religious and spiritual beliefs from ancient history to the prophecies that are shaping the world and current events of today. To the Stars and Beyond airs live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave Network. Be extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and this wonderful discussion that we're having with James Gilliland. And, and I now want to ask James, with all of his experiences and communication beyond this, this realm with the higher dimensions, uh, what he knows, what he's been told, what he's been shown about uh, this current incredibly important and fascinating time in history that we are right in the midst of. James, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. You know, they've talked quite a bit about, they've given us a heads up on a lot of the changes that we're going through right now. And, uh, you know, they talked about the expanding sun and the solar activity and, you know, the increase in earthquake and volcanic activity and tsunamis. And, and they gave us exact dates, which are on record. Uh, they gave us the San Francisco earthquake and then the Seattle one that hit here. And I, I went on Jim Berkland's side and, and told him that, that one was going to hit here in Seattle, and it, it did hit right on the button. But uh, it, it's quite interesting. But they've, they're saying that this is all going to escalate, and uh, it's 
very, very important that we shift frequencies, that there's different realities that are going to be unfolding. And some people say there's as many experiences as there are people that are going to unfold because we're all making choices and acting on those choices. And so it depends on, on, you know, those choices and our frequencies, how we're going to have this experience. But what I see is the civilization that we're in now is completely unsustainable it, it, uh, on every level. And everybody knows that. I mean, everybody has seen what's happened with the economy. You know, there are so many people that are homeless. We're seeing just reckless greed out there in the Gulf, you know, and, and oceans being destroyed and, you know, the banksters and all these other things that we're seeing unfolding right now. And in a way, it's a good thing because it's all being exposed, but there's some very painful lessons that are coming with these these experiences. But they've been talking a lot about this this escalating and that eventually there would be, they talk about two worlds. And when I first heard this, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. But when you start looking into, you know, the other world theories or many world theories and different timelines and all these new physics, quantum physics, it starts all making sense. And I've seen people gravitate to certain areas that need major cleansing because it aligns with their frequency. And other people's moving out of areas because it doesn't align with their frequency anymore. They're being told within that they need to go here or there and are just moved out of certain places. But the, the earth is going to go through a major transition and uh, healing process. And where we are in that transition is basically up to us. And, and, you know, some people say, you know, well, I know some really beautiful people living on the coast. And I said, they are beautiful people. They're very wonderful people. The problem is they're just bad listeners, you know. So <laughs> so the uh, there will be movement, you know, definitely be water movement, a lot more earthquake and volcanic activity, and some major, you know, shifts coming up with the sun, which uh, is going to, ha- you know, wreak havoc on the grid. Every grid system we have, the electrical grid, the, you know, the, the Internet, uh, you know, all your information for your plastic cards, everything is not going to be doing too well. It's going to go through some huge shifts. But, uh, you know, on the physical, that's what they've been talking about. And But they're telling us that uh, we had a group in Hawaii, and actually I'll be speaking at that conference with Dr. Sala here in December. But we had a group that got together, and we did an intention experiment, and we brought in Kazekiel's energy. And we all got higher in a kite. The room got really hot, really warm, and, and uh, everybody was just totally blissed out. And we had a five-plus earthquake happen right underneath our feet uh, during that process. Well, nobody in the group felt it. We didn't even know what happened. Uh, and we, when we walked out of the hotel, everybody was outside of the hotel just completely freaked out and, and uh, you, know, you know, all scared and afraid to go back in and, and we asked them what happened, and they they looked at us really funny, like, what's wrong with you? Where were you? And I said, I was in the hotel. And they said, they go, you didn't feel it? They go, everybody felt it. And, I, and they said, it shook the hotel pretty violently. And I, I said, no, we didn't, even, we didn't even know what happened. So there are ways of rising out of one frequency into another and, you know, missing some of these events. And, uh, and that's basically what we need to do. We really need to get... Uh, Clean up our consciousness. Clean up all the past life trauma. Clean up the uh, the wounds from you know age one on, 
and get our frequencies up and align ourselves with the God within and make our own personal God connection, whatever name you want to give it. But uh, in these times, we all need to move in that direction. And, you know, or as eternal beings, we may have to come back in diapers and start all over again. But, uh, yeah. And have you given, have you been given a specific timeline for these further disruptions? Basically, we're in it now. We're moving into it. It's it's been happening, uh, and it's it's growing exponentially. And and we're it's just around the corner. They've been saying some huge shifts coming in November. Uh, I'm feeling that you know I'm not really sure about this. I haven't been able to get the details on this yet, but I know there's some major social economic things coming down the pike here in the last this last of this month in November and, you know, elections and everything else. And, and uh, I think people are very close. I hate to use the revolution word. I'd, re- I'd rather see evolution, you know, peaceful evolution happen. But I think we're getting really close to where people are just done, you know, with the old program, and it's going to have to change. Yeah. And that's being shown in a whole bunch of different uh, different areas, not just financial, government, education, mm-hmm. medical. It's in all those old uh, old paradigm systems, isn't it? Yeah, we have to reevaluate our whole our relationship with the earth, with each other, start living in harmony with the land and each other and and you know, live a life of service and uh and if we do that and listen to that voice within, we'll be guided and we'll get through this process. But if we keep going with this competition me program separation game, uh we're going to be caught off guard and that that game is coming to a close. So, James, we're coming up to, to the end of the show, and it's been an absolutely wonderful hour spent with you. Just remind our listeners of your websites and, and how people can make connection to you and to the ESETI Ranch. Great. Yeah, they can go to ESETI.org. Uh, it's E-C-E-T-I.org, and there they can get the books where I've, I've you know, written down all these experiences and the healing techniques and everything else are in the books, and they can see the 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 footage, you know, of, of the ships flying over and interacting with people as well as the photographs of the masters appearing at the ranch. Fantastic. Well, I really have enjoyed this uh, time with you, James. It's been absolutely fantastic, and thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for being such a great host. Thank you so much. Phew, I'll take a deep breath there after that wonderful information. And just quickly to tell you, my guest next week is another outstanding person in the field, William Henry who will be talking about the sacred geometrical patterns of the Capitol building, light body activation, and his new DVD about to come out called Soul Rising. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, have a wonderful week. Enjoy your 10-10-10. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.